Hello and welcome to Heavenly Manor with Milton Harris. Now, today's broadcast, we want to go in uh, to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 10, very familiar verses of Scripture, and we want to begin reading with verse number 22 and read through verse 25. And the Word of God says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Aren't you glad the Lord is faithful today? Then he said, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. That day that he's talking about that is approaching is the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, we want to focus in on verse 25, but bring out some things in 22, 23, and 24. He says, not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. And so he's talking about church attendance. And I guess my thought today is reasons to attend church. We know from verse 25 that it is a command we're commanded to come to God's house. Uh, we know about the communion at God's house and uh, so many different things. But as we look here in the writer of Hebrews, and by the way, uh, Hebrews, we know, uh, is considered that fifth gospel. It tells us the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only in earth, but what he's doing now in heaven, it continues where the gospel left off, and that's why often it is considered the fifth gospel. We know that the book of Hebrews had to be written somewhere before A.D. 70. Most speculate somewhere around A.D. 65 to A.D. 69, maybe, or up to A.D. 70. The uh, reason we know that is, is the book of Hebrews implies that the temple is still intact, we know the Roman general Titus came through in A.D. 70 and destroyed the, the temple in Jerusalem. So we know that it was before that time. And we know that the writer here, uh, many have argued that it is Paul. Many have argued that it's not. But as we've often said, it doesn't matter. that We know that it was a, a man of God being led by God and the Holy Spirit to write down the word of God to give to us today. And that's what's important for all scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, uh, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we know all scripture has been given. And uh, we just know that a man of God was led by the spirit of God to write down the word of God and give it to us today. What had happened to many of these Hebrews or Jews were wanting to go back into Judaism. So the writer of Hebrew wrote 
to let them and remind them, not to let them know, but remind them that what they had in Jesus Christ is far better than Judaism. You say, well, how does that apply to us today? Well, what the Hebrews does is remind us today as Christians uh, that what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ is far better than what religion can offer and far better than what this world system can offer. And by the way, uh, Christianity is not uh, religion. It's about a relationship with a risen uh, living Savior. And that's what separates Christianity. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with a living Lord and Savior. Well, with all that said, let's as we look in here, reasons to attend church. Let's go back up here to verse 22. Now, he begins this with let us. Uh, the best I can remember, let us, is mentioned some 13 times, that phrase, in the book of Hebrews in some 12 verses. Let us. In other words, the writer Hebrew is including himself uh, in this. He said, let us. Who's the us? All Christians. He said, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So we begin here in verse 22. The uh, first reason to attend church is for the purity of worship. He said that uh, we may have a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled. From an evil conscience. So one of the main reasons to attend God's house, to come to church, is for the purity of worship. Now you and I, I hope, worship the Lord Jesus Christ not only on Sunday, but I hope we worship him uh, through the week with the way we live our lives. And so the purity of worship and the purity of walk, our walk, he said, and our bodies washed with pure water, that you and I may stay pure. He said, be you holy, for I am holy, so that you and I can live a consecrated, sanctified life for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we need to come to God's house. Let us draw near. Let us. Uh, he's not speaking to individually. He's speaking to us as a body, as a church. Let us draw near. Let us come to God's house. Let us come in the purity of worship. Let us come so that we can stay pure in our worship, so that we can stay pure in our walk. So we see this in verse number 22. But then in verse 23, he said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. So in verse 22, we see the purity uh, of our worship and the purity of our wall. But here, 23, we see the possibility of wavering. Well, I tell you what, that's a good reason for us to come to God's house and uh, worship in spirit and in truth, uh, to fellowship with fellow Christians, to come and uh, sing uh, the hymns, to come and praise our Lord and Savior, to come and hear the man of God deliver a message from God, and to preach and teach us from the word of God. They'll come to Sunday school to learn more about God's word. I'm going to tell you what, 
there is that possibility of wavering. And I'll tell you what, when you get slack in your church attendance, there is a great possibility of you wavering. Uh, we tried to uh, preach a message here recently uh, there about our reasons not to drift out of Hebrews chapter 2. And uh, I'll tell you what, if we're not careful, you and I can drift. You and I can waver. You and I can uh, find ourselves. I like to use Moab because Moab is, uh, uh, in the word of God, is typical of the place of the backslider. If we're not careful, we can waver and find ourselves down living on Main Street, Moab. And we know how that turned out for Emelik and Naomi and Manlin and Chilim when they went down to Moab. Only Naomi came back. Naomi said, hey, listen, no longer call uh, me Naomi, the pleasant one, but call me Myra, the bitter one. Because she said, I went out full and I come back empty. I'm tell you what, when you and I waver and we drift down to Moab, we uh, drift away from the Lord. We waver from the uh, things of God. We waver from the, uh, the word of God, from the will of God and uh, the work of God. And we waver from the worship of God and not coming to God's house. Oh, we can quickly find ourselves in trouble. We can find ourselves uh, having backslid on the Lord. So we need to be careful. And I'll tell you what, another reason in this wavering is so that you and I can know the truth of the word of God, the truth about the things of God, and we can stand on those and not waver or compromise the word of God. I'll tell you what, I've never seen a time when the word of God is being so compromised to fit people's lifestyles. I'm telling you, we're not to take the word of God uh, there and try to fit it into our lifestyle. We're to take the word of God and live by the word of God. In other words, we're not to try to waver the word of God, compromise the word of God so that it'll okay the way we're living. We're to take the word of God and live by the word of God. In other words, let the word of God be true. Let's live by the word of God. Let the word of God call sin, sin. Again, we are living in a time when people wants to take and uh, there they waver. They compromise the word of God. They change the word of God to try to fit their lifestyle. But I'm going to tell you what, we're to take our lifestyle and fit it around the word of God and let the word of God be true. He said, let God be true and every man a liar. God is truth. God is love. God is truth. The God which cannot lie. And he is a God of truth. So there is that possibility of wavering. There's the purity of our worship, the purity of our wall. But verse 24, he said, Us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. In this, verse 24, we see the priority of our works. He said, let us consider one another broken and to good work. We're to encourage one another. Listen, when we come to God's house and we fellowship with one another, it encourages, it encourages me. It encourages me to stay uh, in the word. It encourages me to stay in the work. It encourages me to stay in the will of God. Folks, when we come together in God's house and we fellowship with one another, I look forward to coming to God's house. It's almost like 
uh, we're able to step out of the world uh, and all the wickedness of the world and just uh, step in with our brothers and sisters in Christ and just glorify our Lord and Savior. Uh, have a, a time there of just worship and peace and uh, I don't know. And it helps encourage us to continue uh, in the work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why it's in here provoke unto love and to good works. When we consider one another, the idea here is to provoke unto love. Uh, we are to love one another. Now, you may not always like my ways. You may not all, I may not always like your ways. But I'm going to tell you what, that we're to provoke to love. We're to love one another and to encourage one another in the world. Where do we do that? In the house of God. When we come to church, when we meet together, uh, when we come, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, but as we come together, I want to tell you, uh, it, it's good when we go to the house of the Lord. The psalmist had written this over in Psalms 27, 4. He said, one thing I, he said, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, this was a Psalm of David. Uh, again, uh, David said, I was glad. This is Psalm 1 and 22. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hey, David had a desire to go to God's house. He, he knew there was a delight in going to God's house. And uh, they, it demonstrated the love that he had for the Lord. And it, when you and I get born again, the Holy Spirit puts a desire in our heart to be in God's house. Uh, I worry about people say they have no desire to be in church. Something ain't right. But there is a delight there, and it demonstrates our love for the Lord. So not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some eggs, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see that day approaching. I'm telling you what, the Lord is coming again, and you and I uh, need to be in God's house worshiping with God's people. Well, we're out of time. Till next time, may the Lord bless is our prayer.